This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 710 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning Show, episode number 526. The Horse.com digital editor Michelle Anderson and Dr. Nora Grenager join the Hit'em Gang for a review of the recent Conference on Laminitis and Diseases of the Hoof held in Monterey, California. But before we get to today's tip, let's hear from EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Glenn here, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and I am with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. This week, I'm going to feature a particular item, the Iridian Ladies Chinchilla Fleece Crossover Turtleneck. But what I really want to talk about is the entire Chinchilla line. It's getting into autumn and cooler weather, and I'm telling you, this is the softest material you will ever put on. On. And another thing I like about this, uh, this particular line is it's different. It's not just a turtleneck like your regular turtleneck. This one has a crossover so that it comes down to a little bit of a V and it makes it so much more comfortable. It's not always hitting your chin. And it's very, very comfortable and warmer than you would imagine. It's very light, but it's also very warm. It comes in a quarter zip and it comes in the crossover and it comes in a regular. But the way it's spelled, when you go on the website, it's chinchilla, C-H-I-N-C-H-I-L-L-A-A-A-H. That's the perfect perfect name because chinchilla itself is so soft. It's for chilly weather. And when you put it on, it makes you go, ah. <laughs> so look for the chinchilla fleece turtleneck. That's put out by Iridian, and it looks like it comes in a variety of colors as well. It does. A really pretty blue and a really pretty gray. And I think it also comes in um, a a red Red, color. Yeah, Yeah. Rudy. Yep, that's terrific. Well, very good. Well, you can find all of the Iridian products as well as the Chinchilla Chinchilla line uh, at (laughs) equestriancollections.com. And we have them in stock, so we can ship them out the day you order. This product highlight was produced by the Horse Radio Network. Listen to all of our shows at horseradionetwork.com. That's right. It's the horse.com with the weekly horse health report. We have Michelle Anderson, who is the digital editor of the horse, here with us every week. And we appreciate you joining us here, Michelle. Do you want to introduce your guest? I have Dr. Nora Greninger with me, and she was also at the Laminitis Conference this last weekend, one of the faculty members of that conference. Uh, She was a speaker and helped organize it, and she is with Greninger Equine Consulting in Virginia. Welcome, doctor. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. (laughs) Um, So... I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the conference uh, so that the listeners can learn about what's going on uh, when everyone gets together to talk about laminitis. What's the purpose of this conference? Excellent uh, question. It's a good place to start. Um, the conference 
started um, over 10 years ago, actually, on the East Coast. There's, um, it was initially called the International Conference on Laminitis and Diseases of the Foot. Um, and um, the conference organizers saw that laminitis was a huge area of both research and interest for equine veterinarians and barriers and horse owners alike, um, and really wanted to have a forum to bring together the best um, minds to both discuss their research and talk about what they were seeing on cases um, out in the field setting um, to try to get all those those groups together so that we would be able to both promote um, a better understanding of the disease and get to the bottom of this really devastating disease. So it's it's been really a, a wonderful group to be a part of. And, and the East Coast Conference, like I said, started over 10 years ago. And then um, six years ago, we started actually the, the West Coast version because we wanted to, be able to bring that information um, out to the western half of the United States. And so this year, we met in Monterey, California, which was really beautiful. Right. It's hard to be in a conference in such a beautiful place. <laughs> true. But it was a good conference, so, so it made it worthwhile. Um, so who all is involved in putting this on? Um, it's definitely um, a group effort. Uh, the conference, um, Dr. James Orsini from the University of Pennsylvania, New Bolton Center, um, is really the instigator behind all of this. He started the East Coast um, International Conference, which really is the place um, where laminitis research and um, work gets discussed. Um, and he was uh, both willing and able and excited about um, bringing that to the West Coast. So Dr. Orsini, um, obviously there's um, some wonderful people who help in terms of conference, conference organization. Um, and then in terms of the, the West Coast, um, Slambeck Country Equine Clinic in Salinas, California, which is right next to Monterey where we were, um, owned by Tim and Alex Eastman, um, have been the sponsors and organizers uh, along with myself who used to work there. Um, so that's, that's kind of the original um, veterinary set. And a lot of this um, was initially um, helped with funding from um, a wonderful couple named John and Marion Castle, um, who Dr. Cini worked with them on um, their horse that had laminitis. And so they were one of the big promoters of getting all of this started initially. And that horse was Spot Castle, and his story, is, I, I think I saw that on, yeah. on the Laminitis Conference website. Yeah. Um, and Steinbeck was a beautiful clinic for, for the wet labs with all the, the hands-on work that we got to see um, as well. But um, so for this year, uh, what, who was in the crowd? <laughs> um, it was a pretty diverse mix of veterinarians, farriers, veterinary students, um, farrier students, and horse owners. And that's really one of the big things with this conference is that um, we understand the critical necessity for laminitis to be really addressed as a, um, by a team. And so there's a veterinarian, a farrier, and an owner attached you know, to each laminitic course. And if we can all work together, um, the likelihood of a good outcome is just that much better. So um, we therefore also drive the conference um, to uh, have all those groups involved. Great. And you and Dr. Orsini did a, an opening presentation on what's hot and what's not in laminitis, yeah. or what's hot and what's cold in laminitis. Uh, can you touch on just some of the high points of, of that discussion for us? Sure, and I'll do my best <laughs> to be brief. Since there was a lot. I know, I know there was a lot. <laughs> sure. Um, and so what we did, yes, was um, cover some of the highlights from last year's international conference where a lot of research and kind of clinical um, developments were presented. Probably the biggest things that have been happening over the last few years is that we're really 
thanks to these intensive researchers coming to understand what's happening on a you know both a cellular and systemic level in laminitis. So we've gotten we've made a lot of progress in understanding um, the types of inflammation that happen in the foot because laminitis by definition is inflammation within the foot, um, and we've um, by understanding more and more what happens sort of at each stage of disease, um, we can better target treatments to each stage of disease. Um, so that's kind of one big highlight. And we've also come a long way in sort of understanding that there's um, sort of several different paths or ways um, kind of instigating factors that that cause and lead to laminitis that we see. Um, but once laminitis has started, for a lot of intents and purposes, um, a lot of the management and treatment um, modalities are similar. Um, and so we're really getting a better understanding that horses with severe systemic inflammation, regardless of the source, whether it's an infection or grain overload or um, retained placenta with infection, anything where they have really severe systemic inflammation, that inflammation really affects the foot. Um, and people have broken down, you know, every kind of inflammatory factor and mediator that um, is reacting in the foot to that, which again helps us better understand how to treat that. Um, so anti-inflammatory therapy remains a huge part of treating laminitis. Um, and we've, uh, we've come a long way in understanding that. And some of the big anti-inflammatories we still use um, after all these years are things like bute or banamine or furacoxib and ice, just soaking feet in ice. So there's a lot more information about that um, you know, out there at this point. But that's one big side of things. Um, and the other is the horses that have endocrine disease, so either the really easy keeper horse that's got um, what we call insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome, or the older horse that has pushing syndrome. Um, and that's kind of a second big class of horses who get laminitis. And again, our understanding of how to both diagnose and treat those um, is, is um, getting better kind of every year we do this conference. Okay. And um, I was really impressed with the podiatry sessions that I went oh, yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, we, Chris Gregory, who is from Heartland Horseshoeing School, uh, in Missouri, was there as a presenter, and then Dr. Uh, Raul uh, Brass from Root and Riddle. Um, did you get a chance to sit in on any of the podiatry sessions? I did. You're, you're, an, you're an internal medicine specialist, and I, I don't think yep. I made that clear yep. uh, in the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes, um, and I was so excited to have the two of them there. They're both um, really renowned farriers. Um, and as you said, they, they present really inf interesting information. Um, our ability to provide appropriate kind of foot support for these laminated courses, um, again, with people like Chris and Raul um, kind of constantly working up at this and trying to figure out what's best for the horses, uh, has really come a long way. And so um, they each have a lot of different ways of approaching things, which is important because every horse's foot and every horse and every laminitic case is different. Um, and again, having a farrier who looks at that foot and the entire horse from, you know, from all angles and understanding what's going to be best for that horse um, is really key. So, for example, Chris Gregory often um, creates these beautiful um, W shoes, which are um, sort of an adaptation or have some similar characteristics to the heart bar, but um, uh, are different in a lot of ways too, um, and and has found those to be really useful in a lot of situations. Um, and watching him create one of those on the wet, at the wet lab on Saturday and apply it on a laminate course was really exciting. Um, and Dr. Bross does a lot of other different kinds of shoeings as well. Um, in addition, he's a big promoter of using foot casts 
And so we got to see him apply a couple of those on Saturday afternoon as well. So um, they just, and they were really fantastic at opening up the discussion so that everyone could talk about what they'd seen. And again, that's, that's how we get somewhere with this disease is um, people thinking outside of the box and talking to each other and, and learning from each other. Yeah, it really made me realize how far we've come in taking care of those feet once once the horse is laminitic. I know that there's still a ways to go, but uh, a lot of a lot of art as well as science to managing these horses. Definitely, and I just they you know they they reminded us, and you know it's a good thing to always remember that just ever you know I said it before, but it's so critical. Every case is different, and obviously if there was one thing that worked all the time, we would just all be doing that, but there's not, and so you really need. Um, the farrier vet owner team is willing to be constantly making changes and and you know treating each each horse individually. And you mentioned owners, and there was also an owners program. Uh, is that something that you guys do every year with with um, the conference? We have for the last uh, I want to say even four or five conferences. Yes, um, and probably intermittently before that, but um, at. The, the the horse owner world, as you well know, just um, loves to have knowledge um, and and be informed about how best to care for their horse, and especially with a disease like laminitis, where it's a often a you know a long um, treatment and management process. Um, having horse owners who you know understand what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing, and are a huge part of that day to day care team for that horse is really critical. So um, we've it's been wonderful having them be a part of the conference. And, um, and you know, we learn from them, too. So it's great. And some really great sessions on diagnostics for horse owners that I, I appreciated going through MRI at a level that I, as a horse owner, uh, can really understand what what we're looking at when, when we decide to spend the money on that MRI and see what's going on inside that hoof. Um, so I know I really appreciated that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us this morning and fill us in. It was a great conference. I really enjoyed it. And thank you for helping out with some videos that we did. Um, with some videos on thehorse.com, we answered questions from Facebook uh, fans about laminitis, and Dr. Greninger was kind enough to respond to a couple of those. So if you get on thehorse.com, those are still featured on, on the homepage. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. It was really wonderful having you there as well. And um, any way we can get this information out to people, I appreciate it. So thanks for having me on today as well. Thank Thank you, you, Doctor. Well, there you go. To listen to more of thehorse.com's tips, just go to thehorsetipdaily.com and go to the Experts drop-down menu on the left. If you love listening to Horses in the Morning gang putting their two cents in on horse health topics, Tune in to Horses in the Morning at horsesinthemorning.com for a weekly fix of up-to-the-minute horse health information and headlines. You can also go to thehorse.com, where you will find the mother load of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's podcast has been brought to you by equestriancollections.com. Just like Horse Tip Daily brings the whole world of equine knowledge to you, equestriancollections.com brings the whole world of equine online shopping to you. Check them out today at equestriancollections.com. And while you're there, tell them Coach Jen sent you. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zoom and get your horse podcasts 
automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.